Did you know, if you're interested in a career making video games, there are over 2,000 schools specialising in game design worldwide. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 169. My name's Gareth Brown, I'm going to be your host, and my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Oh, hello. Good evening. I'm very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, very good. Um, on my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing all right, Gareth. The uh, XboxHub.com's official motorways and memes correspondent reporting to you. And then I nearly put you on the left, but I thought that was completely wrong. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do that. I can't do that. It was fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on my virtual opposite is Mr. Neil Watson. How are you doing, Neil? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Very good. I'm very good. Um, right, people of the world. <laughs> as, he, as he desperately tries to remember what he's going to do next. Uh, let's talk about our weeks, how we've been. Um, let's start with Darren. Darren, what's your week been like? Uh, so not not too much um, with work, but uh, enjoying that Wimbledon's back and Andy Murray is still in the competition. Um, certainly, hopefully, will still be by the time you listen to this. <laughs> Um, it is the second day as we record. It, well, yeah, he's in, he's in second round action, or will be, or has been at some timeline when you listen to this. Um, so looking looking forward to watching more of that over the next few weeks. Makes me feel like summer is here, even though the weather's a bit kind of hit and miss. But most importantly, um, after being so excited last week, um, our carvery plans were ruined on Sunday. Um, we had a bit of a workout in, very much the highlight of everyone's calendar month and we got there and they ran out of the carvery and it was menu only and the poor man must have read my face when he told me and there was just like a few seconds silence and then I turned around to everybody else and told them the bad news but we soldiered on um, and we had a fun evening even though we weren't minus a carvery but this means I need to go for a carvery to make up for the lack of carvery. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you can imagine. So, did he? Did he say? Did he was just trying to fool you because he said it? Did he it said it's not 1988 anymore? So he didn't want to. <laughs> no. Didn't want to hurt your feelings. That was going to be no. my question. You know, it no, was he... ruined when he suddenly realised that it wasn't the 80s. Anymore. <laughs> he was very hesitant to tell me. Maybe I just had the air of a carver enthusiast. I'm not sure, but he he started talking about half gammons being not available on the menu and stuff, and then built himself up to. And then he kind of looked over to the to the empty hot plate where there were just oh. some signs covering up the lack of carveriness. So, yes, but we uh, we did get fed, so it wasn't a total total disaster. But yeah, a bit gutted about that, really. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go on. Of course, Neil. Neil. How much is a carvery nowadays, Darren? Well, it depends if you want a bog standard carver, if you want to go king size, because then you can get more Ooh. of the meat and the second Yorkshire pudding if you wish as well. So you're talking anywhere between kind of 10, 11 to 13, 14 pounds for a good one, I think, at the minute. Um, so, you know, not bad, not bad. There we go. Probably the cheapest way to eat at the moment, if you, you know. 
<laughs> oh no, truly, cooking your own food is uh, <laughs> the cheapest way to eat these days. Throwing it in your back garden. Throw it in your grow carrots in your back garden and eat them raw. Done. Right. <laughs> good. Carvery fans, that's a bit more good content for you there. Um, now, yeah, Paul. What's your week been like, Paul? What's my week been like? Well, nothing as exciting as Darren's. Um, I had to go to Birmingham yesterday, and for some bizarre reason, Google Maps um, took me through Cannock, which is a real armpit of a place. I wasn't very impressed with that on the way through. Um, Apologise to our fans in Cannock. (laughs) Paul, can I just say, that's that's where I'm working at the moment as well. Do you know what, Darren? I thought that. I did. I drove past. I saw signs for a designer outlet, and I thought... If there's going to be anywhere that Darren's going to work in Cannock, it's going to be the designer outlet. Um, but I don't think I actually saw it. I kind of went around and then joined the M6 somewhere. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't very exciting. So uh, Birmingham wasn't very exciting either, to be fair. Um, and then the week before that, I was in London, so that was also good fun. Um, yeah, just getting about on all these motorways, and you know continuing my search for meaningful memes really yeah, that's good. been my life that's been your life good i like to mm-hmm. hear um, what about you neil anything more exciting ask, than these two I, I just want to ask paul if he's um watched a youtube channel called auto shenanigans i found it uh two days ago three days ago never heard of it before in my life it's just some some guy that does it um and he's got a series on there called secrets of the motorway has he I would love that. If he's got me in there as well, that's that's done. Honestly, you would love it. Watch it. And anybody else that's listening to this, go to Auto Shenanigans and find the Secrets of the Motorway playlist. Can I I also (laughs) say, while we're on about YouTube, do you remember that clip you showed me a while back of that fella who does various drag races of these ridiculously fast cars? I think you sent me one of some bloke doing it in a Hennessy Venom or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen the latest one he's done in that electric car? No, because I forgot all about it after I first... Well, you, you, should, you, should watch, you should watch the electric car one. It does 0 to 60 in, I think, 1.6 seconds. But we don't know what that YouTube channel is. Absolutely ridiculous. No, it's called <laughs> Bloke Drives Quick Cars <laughs> in a Straight Line. <laughs> But yeah, it's very good. If you can find it from that great description, um, then yeah, there you go. Anyway, sorry, over to you, Neil. It's been yeah. the long, longest five minutes of my life, this is. Go on, Neil. <laughs> What's um, your week? Yeah, sorry, what have I been doing? Um, I went on holiday a couple of weeks ago, went out to Rhodes with Gemma um, for a week or so. That was nice. Um, yeah, holiday and bike riding, really. So, okay, good. Tour. But not at the same time. No, not at the same time. No, I had a whole week off the bike and basically just sat around the swimming pool. There we go. Nice. Very nice. Um, I'm going to recommend something in the week that I've seen. I always like to recommend something on Apple TV again. Not that we're promoting Apple TV. <laughs> um, the other three subscribers, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, it's I'm good. one of them now. It's very good. Um, it's a new series called Hijack. Um, and it's... Uh, it's starring Idris Elba, um, but it's got a cast of hundreds in it as well. And he, as you know, the idea of it is <laughs> a hijack on a plane um, going from Dubai back to London Heathrow. 
And I think the episodes take place the length of the flight. It's like every hour of flight, you know. Um, and what's really good, I'm not going to talk about any of the plot because I don't want to give anything away. But what's great about it, do you remember when you first watched 24, the first kind of couple of seasons, the, the whole no. premise of it, every hour, you know, for 24 hours? It has that feeling about it. It goes back to that really kind of good thriller. It feels like everyone's, you don't know who's the villain, who's good, who's going to turn against the other person, what the plots are. It's really, really, really good storytelling, really exciting, really good fun to watch. So I'd recommend watching Hijack on Apple TV, where all the best things are. <laughs> Neil's an Apple person now, you know. You've got an Apple. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm I can't believe he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone to the dark side. Can't yeah. believe it. After what twenty years of Team Android, I've kind of moved over, bought a Mac. Seriously, consider an iPhone. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Don't tell what do you want there. a Mac for? They're dreadful. Oh, no. awful, awful things. This podcast is brought to you by a Mac. Um, did you say <laughs> that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we've, we've seen how professional it is as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Imagine how good it would be if it was run by Windows. Well, you see, we've heard about your exploits on PC, running factories <laughs> going wrong. Um, <laughs> well, uh, um, right, let's talk about games because it's been um, not a lot in those, but we've been playing lots of games, haven't we? Um, let's start with let's start with Neil. He's got a big one there. No, sorry, Neil. Don't mean that. Thank you, pardon. You can see it in my holiday snapshot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll start with uh, F123, so um, the usual annual release of the F1 game comes from Codemasters, got EA behind it now, as we all know, because they, they purchase Codies, um, and it's a nice nice kind of iteration on what they've pushed out over the last three years or so. I think EA got involved with F121. Um and that brought in the breaking point story. Last year's one wasn't quite so good. It didn't have the story, so there wasn't really a lot to go back to. Um, and then this one, F123, breaking point is back again. So there's a new new kind of story mode to play through. There's the usual career. There's tons of multiplayer stuff. There's loads of challenges. It drives really well as well. It's, um, it's, it's probably the best Formula 1 game on the market. I'm currently putting my review together. It's going to be a 4.5 out of 5, I think. Um, it's it's really impressive. Oh, good. Any questions from racing people? Um, did you play it with that controller that you got, you know, the one with the steering wheel built in? I, I, I may have been using a steering wheel. Um, no, did you use, you know, the little modular controller? Oh, that, that one. No I, no, I haven't tried it with that one yet, actually. That would no, be I interesting See what yeah, you think. Well, the normal steering wheel on the normal controller, um, and I've got a gear shift coming soon as well, so that would be quite good to try. Um, but yeah, if, if you like F1, then uh, this, this, like I say, this is definitely the best of the lot. Just just because of that story, mode, because they bring Breaking Point in. It's not like tens of hours long or anything, but it's just something nice to sit back with, go through certain scenarios, and where the story takes you. Oh, good. I won't be playing that, but very good. Um, no, mate. No, no. Can I, can, I, can I just ask, what if you don't like Formula One? Would it still be uh, good? No, 
No. I mean, I, I don't care about Formula One in the slightest, but I do like a racing game, as you know. So I was just curious yeah. as to whether it's no. good no, enough it to make me think. Okay. You stick with Forza. I'll stick with Forza. You, you play that. Yeah. yeah. People who don't know what they're on about, no worries. Good. Talk about people who don't know what they're on about. Paul, what's your next game? <laughs> I see what you did there, you bugger. Um, well, I'm going to talk about a game now that I'm just in the middle of uh, writing my review for, um, which is a game that I know that you in particular have been looking forward to, Gareth, and that's Aliens Dark Descent. Oh, yes. Now, given how much you loved the uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite game, um, and how you never say anything disparaging about it. I'm sure you'll be gagging to know all about this one. Yes, please. Excellent news. Right, well, what it does is it takes the familiar kind of aliens universe and it turns it into a... It's it's not like a, a tactical RPG. It's almost like a real-time tactical RPG. You, you don't move your characters and then wait for the enemies to respond you're in full control of your squad of Marines at all times. So you have to, like, move them forward and find the aliens. And then when the aliens run towards you, you walk backwards shooting them and stuff. So, um, so far, it's very, very good indeed. I'm really enjoying it. The story's good. The action is great. And it's really actually very, very tense just walking through these environments. You know, you're looking at it from a slightly top-down perspective, you can rotate the camera to give you the best view of the action. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, Aliens, Dark Descent, very, very good. And keep an eye out for an upcoming review. Oh, good. Um, it's, not, go. it's not on Game Pass, is it? It's just it's not on Game no. Pass, no. Okay. Um, any questions? Oh, yeah, of course, Darren. Oh, that was mind-meld. Um, <laughs> is it... Is it kind of set in the universe as canon, or is it like its own little thing? You know, like isolation was linked to the main films. Um, I would say it's its own little thing. Um, the story seems to be that Wayland Utani, you know, the giant corporation, are up to their usual tricks and uh, have sent a, a consignment of aliens to a space station, and then they escape to the planet below and. The rest is history. So, right. but yeah, it, it's not the the gear that the Marines use, and even the motion tracker are straight out of Aliens. Oh, um, so, but yeah, but it, it's such a tense game. It's uh, it's really quite terrifying. Okay, are we going to give it, Paul? Did you say? Um, I I didn't say, Gareth. I prefer to keep an element of suspense. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. You can, Neil. Go ahead. Would somebody if it's, if it's about like alien or aliens? Like <laughs> yes. Anybody with a pulse and a brain in their head should love this game. <laughs> what about somebody that doesn't know the difference between alien and aliens? Would they like it as well? Yeah, absolutely. They're cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that the question wasn't about monster superbike energy thing anyway. So. Yeah. Okay, good. There you go. Um, any darker scent? I think Paul's going to give that a four and a half. I've got a feeling. Okay, um, let's talk about 
he didn't. He went quiet as well. I'm, so I'm going to have to give it a five now. Aren't I? Just <laughs> yeah. <you>. yeah. <laughs> um, Darren, what have you got? Uh, so the first game I've got this week is Park Beyond, which is the latest um, theme park sim strategy game uh, released by Bandai Namco. Um, if you remember a couple of months back, uh, I played it when I was with Richard at WASD down in London. Um, played it on PC then though, and obviously you've got the Xbox code this time. So it's um, it's a difficult one. I had mixed feelings about it because... I'm sure you guys in the past have played, you know, whether it's Theme Park World or Roller Coaster Tycoon, which was a, a favourite of mine, um, you know, 10, 20 years back. But this is basically you are hired as like a visionary type kind of out the box thinker who needs to turn the fortunes around of this um, theme park company, essentially. And the idea is, is just pushing it to the extreme. So hence the name you know going um beyond any sort of designs you've seen before really kind of pulling on the fantastic and and wowing the, the visitors to the park as much as possible and to be fair in that department um like the imagination stuff and and even the little animations of the, of the rides when you get them up and running really good really really impressive like it's a nice place to be when you're developing the park and stuff but i kind of it definitely had its issues, whether it was glitches, um, like the, the opening cinematics were so incredibly laggy that even the sound cut out at part oh in parts. And yeah, and hopefully they'll patch it. But and there's eight missions in the campaign. And the first half is kind of like an elongated tutorial before you kind of given more general objectives and you find your own way there. Um, and there's a sweeping shot across like the surface of some water and it starts glitching out into like rectangles of polygons and stuff. It looks dreadful in parts. Um, and it's not, it's not just that either. Like the, the controls haven't mapped particularly well to console, I don't think. And that's always the big question with these games, like with Age of Empires did it so well. How do you get strategy games onto, to, onto a home console and play it with a home console controller? And in this case, not so well, unfortunately, like building paths and stuff is quite fiddly. Um, placing your buildings is quite fiddly as well. So I thought that under the, you know, the, the foundations are solid and they really kind of aim high. But I think the execution is just lacking in certain parts. But with a bit of polish and I, you know, I said in my review with some good DLC in a bit of time, they can turn the fortunes around. But at the minute, it just needs some work, I think. It's not good enough, is it? If it needs all that stuff to happen. Mm, yeah, it, it was disappointing, I'll be honest. Mm. Like, it, it really was disappointing. Um, and, I, and I thought, like, in terms of there's a campaign, an eight-part campaign, and then there's, like, a sandbox mode, which is much more do what you want, build the park. You mm. have everything unlocked, play around with it, you know, the world's your oyster. But in terms of the campaign, it holds your hand an awful lot at the beginning, and it's just lists of objectives, like build one of these, do one of these, do one of these. Um, and it takes a while to open up and then it's over. So I think there's a bit of a pacing issue there as well, um, which they'll have to address. I'm sure they've got plans for DLC and things because they've got, when you make the rides ridiculous and fantastical, it's called impossifying them. And they've got like a little website to the same effect as well. So I'm, I'm imagining they've got plans to, to bring out um, DLC packs because I mean, it's endless, isn't it? They could bring up mm. theme packs, different missions. Like they could, it could go on and on like The Sims if if there's enough people that, you know, buy it and stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. But they need to fix the controls first, don't they? Before they do that, that's the problem. Yes, that. And yeah, can they, they do that? Well, I, I'm not sure. I hope so. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like, can you completely? remap and redesign a control scheme for a game that's released on console i don't know if that's possible um but yeah it's it's not unplayable don't get me wrong but it's it's far from smooth like you see what microsoft studios did with or xbox game studios did with age of empires there are ways of doing it and they just haven't hit the nail on the head with the controls here i don't think okay good part beyond it's okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about um, a game of mine. I've been playing. I've been playing uh, Guilt and G Y L T. Is that how you say? Yeah, Guilt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's out tomorrow, which is probably today when you're listening to it. Um, now, this is a game that was on the famous Stadia. It was one of the exclusives Ooh. on the Google Stadia. Stadia. Yeah, <laughs> you have well, a history of backing the incorrect, uh, <laughs> backing the incorrect hardware, don't you, Neil? Um, I just back all the hardware and see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> How's that Steam Deck getting on? It's going well. It's going well. Um, <laughs> With the PSVR two. <laughs> It's a game. Sorry, yeah, that's all right. It's Tequila Studios. It did Rhyme, um, which I loved. I think Neil, you played that as well. You loved that. Um, it's a game where you play a little teen girl called Sally, who's in this kind of world. She's being bullied, but then she ends. If think of Stranger Things and the way they have an upside down world of a town, it has a different version of the town, and this town is full of creatures. Um, crawling around and there's her little cousin Emily is lost in this place so she goes out to rescue her and goes on this kind of adventure through this kind of strange different version of the town she lives in and it's mainly a stealth game I think it's lots of kind of like you're crouching and first of all then you can have some combat against the creatures you're you have a torch that you've got to hide but you can use the torch to have it's like a beam like alan wake when you do a beam of light at the creatures and you can knock bits of them off to to knock them out later on you get fire extinguishers you can freeze them and you go on this little kind of like and it's small little puzzles what's quite nice about it i think it's a really good family game i think you can play with kind of like young kids with it it has that kind of feel. It is dark at times, but it's not. It's dark in the way, I don't know. I, I think I might have said in a review, Horrible Histories is, or like Goosebumps. It has that kind of feel to it. It's, um, it's, I was really engaged. It take, took about six or seven hours to complete. It's really engaging. It had me sort of like, I really kind of enjoyed it for that time. Mm. It does everything well. It does the stealth well. It just doesn't, Wow, it doesn't it doesn't give you a kind of like I don't know. There's something just missing from it. I don't quite know what that is because it does everything well. I think it just becomes maybe too formulaic after a while. If you if you hate stealth games and crawling around, then you you're, you're doomed a bit because you've been doing a lot of that. Um, but I, I it's 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 worth a it's worth a look at actually. It's really worth a look at. Um, it's, I'm glad it's come away from the sort of like the death grip of Stadia. <laughs> Come to console. I don't think uh, I had much choice, really, did I? No, I didn't. No. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely worth a good, and it's good for a family kind of adventure again. Okay. Yeah. Any questions? No, no, we haven't got no, questions. No, I think you covered I, it. 
I, I, I nearly bought it on Stadia back in the day. I was a founder of Google Stadia. I'm not a founder of Google Stadia. I didn't make the thing. <laughs> my fault. Um, what, what was I I was it your it. decision yeah. to turn it off? <laughs> Big button. Yeah, that's it. Not too late. Um, but no, yeah, I nearly, 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 nearly bought it on Stadia. So um, I'll probably have a look at it on Xbox. I think it'll probably hit Game Pass on it at some point. Yeah, so I it, think so. Yeah. It feels like a perfect Game Pass game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Darren, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, when you were nailing down the theme, maybe not then with Goosebumps and stuff, but is it like dark in like a fairy tale type way, or is it not that type of story? Yeah, I mean, it's not, you're not going to have jump scares, really. It does, right. it's, not, it's, not, it's not like amnesia. <laughs> yeah, can't, uh, can't take that yeah, that's yeah. Game, yeah. yeah. it's um you know they're quite colorful creatures it's stuff that you're never going to be that frightened it's it's that's what i mean by kind of family theme it's it's fine mm. yeah it's um yeah it's good it's joined i really enjoyed it i did sort of like i you know we sometimes we're reviewing games and we're sometimes reviewing like quite a few games at the same time you sort of like do a bit and then you go to the next one you go to the next one this one sort of hooked me. I thought, oh no, I'll just get this done. It had it hooked me completely for those that time. Um, good, Neil. Have you got another game for us? Um, I'd like to talk about Tour de France 2023, but I don't really know what to say about it because it's the same game as 22 and all the ones since 2015, really. Um, Nacon and Cyanide who put it together bring this out every single year and obviously I like riding bikes I like cycling, I love Tour de France, it's on at the moment I've watched the Netflix programme give me cycling, I'm there but it's just oh, I don't know what to say about it they, they've they added literally one thing over last year's um, last year's game and that's time limited and you can only play it at certain times of the week and then they reset it, so it's, it's a certain challenge. But other than that, it's it's the same game, which is it's disappointing. But at the same time, I don't know. I give up. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, oh well, it's sad. And I, I'm really, I'm, yeah, it, it does make me sad because it should be so good. It's got all all the official stages of the Tour de France. It's got all the cyclists. It's got all the bikes. And to give them their due, actually. This year, I think it's the first year where they've got different bikes in it. So before, they just had cookie-cutter bikes. Everybody's riding the same bikes with different colour. This year, they've got... You can spot the different frames, which is nice. Um, well, some people. But the music... <laughs> but for the nerds, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am a bike nerd, so... Well, there you I, go. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but the music's the same. The menu's the same. The audio's the same except for maybe one line extra that they've recorded. And you can tell they've recorded it separately from all the rest. It's a different oh, volume wow. than all the rest of it. Neil, um, can, I, can I ask you something? If you could do the best Tour de France game, what one thing would you put in it then to make it better? What do you want? The guns. The guns. Whiffed. Guns? Guns? No, guns. I, I That's what I you need. Know. It's just... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just very... I don't know. It, I like F1 as well, right? And Codemasters and EA have proven how to make an F1 game, yeah? Make yeah. it look good, make it sound good, make it play well. This is such a notch down 
from what they do. I know it's a completely different studio. There's less money. But to keep pumping out the same thing for eight years in a row mm. with very minimal changes, I don't know. I think every single one of my reviews says, can't wait till next year's. Can't wait till next year. <laughs> and then next year's one's exactly the same again. Wow. So, yeah. Can I ask a question? Uh, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, how do you play a Tour de France game? Is it like the old days where you just bash buttons to make your guy cycle, or is it like a management so, kind of thing? What do you do? Right, I'll, I'll go into a little bit of detail, but not too much detail, because there is a lot that you can do. You can you can give team instructions, and you can tell certain riders to attack, etc. Ultimately, you're playing as, as as a rider. The right trigger makes him pedal. Bash the A button, he sprints. Hold RB, he will, you know, like do a super tuck so he goes downhill quicker. Okay. But the stages in the Tour de France are 200, 250 kilometers long, right? Yeah. And nobody wants to sit there holding the RT button for probably about 55 minutes of in-game play to do one stage. So so they've got a fast forward. So you, so you press B and then you hold LT and it fast forwards at... 10 times speed. But then you don't know what's going on around you, so you can't kind of tactically play it. So you're constantly going backwards and forwards between normal speed, which is boring as hell, fast fast forward, which is just fast forward, or they let you skip the stage and you go straight to the end and they just tell you one. But it's like they want to, or they're quite happy for you just to skip the stage and just leave it. Don't do anything with it. Sounds like my perfect game. Weird. It does. It sounds, it sounds like a walking but, simulator on wheels. Yeah, but on the flip side, as much as I like to watch France, I don't want to sit there for six hours and watch six hours of racing. Not every single day. Sometimes you just want to get the highlights, which is where this is quite um quite decent. So is, 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 the no, is the no way of having a, an influence on the outcome? If you can skip well, the stage can. and it's there who won, then no. If you if you skip the stage, you go straight to the end and just tells you who won. Um, and, and you sit there. And is says, is it you or me that won? Yeah. Is it? Is, have, have you won if the you Tour de France? Stage, you're already a loser. Oh, I is see it, what you did there. Isn't there a Tour de France <laughs> manager game as well? Was that coming? I was going to say. On, say football manager. On, it sounds like. on on PC is Pro Cycling Manager. Um, I played that last year, and actually, there's an article on the site where I compared the two, um, and that is even more nerdy. Um, and strangely, the Tour de France game is better than the Pro Cycling Manager game. That's that's even more boring, really. It's, it's, not, it's not like Football Manager. It's not that in depth. Anyway, well, it sounds awful now. Don't ever play one again. It's, it's, it's not awful. It's not brilliant, and this is possibly the best so far, but only because they make the smallest of changes every year and just layer that on top of what came last year. I just want to see them kind of have a year off, rip it up, start again, instead of just push stuff out. I'm sure we'll talk later about companies that push stuff out when it's not ready. Um, so, Good. Yeah. 
Um, Dan, what's your Ooh. question? We, we, we've given more, we've given more time to Tour de France than I've ever known in my yeah. life. Give me a good just, to, just to round it off, if uh, I don't like Tour de France, would this game make me like it? <laughs> you would love it. <laughs> Thank you. No further questions. Um, good. Now, because of the Tour de France time, you've just got one more game, Paul. What can you? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> but I've got loads of games to talk. I know. About, yeah. I'm going to talk about one. I can only talk about one. Oh, what shall I talk about? Um, I'm going to say enclave. Talk you're going that. to say enclave yeah, HD. Please. Yes, please. Okay, um, I'll talk about a game that looks like. I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm, it's looking like a game that was released in the sort of '90s on PC, ah. uh, and has now been re-released on the Xbox Series X called Enclave, and it's now Enclave HD. And basically, it's a third-person action game um, where you run around and fight various nasty creatures, and you can use a sword and a shield and a torch and some spells. And it looks like... Well, it hasn't had much of a smack with the HD stick, let's put it that way. Um it runs lovely and smoothly. The camera is hyperactive. The slightest touch on the right stick to move the camera around and you get motion sickness. It's really, really what? sensitive. What's going on with games of that? I'm getting a lot of games of that. And you, I'm getting a lot of games that's happening with and I can't change the settings. Like on no. sensitivity. Oh, that's annoying. Well, first time when I fired it up, the, the Y-axis was inverted. So I'm like trying to look at down and looking at the ceiling, and I was like, "Oh, this is dreadful." Mm. So I had to dive into the settings and sort that out. But there's no sensitivity settings for the camera that I've been able to find, so you just have to be very, very careful. And it looks old, it looks clunky, it plays. It's one of those games where it's a 3D fighting game, and it would benefit so much from a lock-on for the enemies. You know, like Dark Souls, when you want to fight mm. something, you lock onto it and you can go around and dodge attacks and stuff. With this one, if you dodge attacks, you end up with the enemy behind you somewhere. You try and swing the camera around to look at it, end up throwing up on the floor like you've been playing VR kayaking. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's rough, but it has a certain charm and I'm quite enjoying it so far. <laughs> Much like your good self, Gareth. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, that's your, that's your Tinder profile, isn't it? I'm too old for Tinder, I don't know what that is. Uh, um, good. And there's an interview, isn't there, with, the, I think, on the site, is that right, with, with the developers? There, there is, yeah. Um, we interviewed um, Alex, who is the uh, creative director, I want to say, I might be wrong, sorry. Um, at Ziggurat Interactive, who have put this together and have kind of sorted the HD side of it and stuff. So yeah, that's live on the site right now. Oh, good, good, good. And the review will be there shortly. Great, there you go, professionalism. Um, Darren, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, so I've been playing a game called Noob Factionless, um, which I think you'll agree is fitted for us all. Um, so it's a speak for yourself. <laughs> I just thought I'd beat you there, Paul. Um, RPG, uh, but you play as some people who are playing an MMORPG. So you start off in the real world, in inverted commas, and then you go into the game within the game world. And basically, 
you play an MMORPG called Horizon and it's in update 4.2 and update 5 is coming out soon which is going to launch it onto the esports scene so these players want to grind up to level 100 as quickly as possible um, and that's the preamble behind it so uh, I've played a bit um, not an awful lot so far just a few hours uh, and it's it, I mean it does it does ticks all the boxes that an RPG would um, but just a bit like what you were saying earlier Gareth there's no wow that I've found so far you know there's nothing that makes it stand out from anything else really it's got your kind of skill trees and different little jobs you can do like you can go fishing um you can catch automatically a good game there you go um <clears throat> but it's all very very simplistic like to fish you just press a to cast your rod and then press a when a little fish picture comes up when you get a bite to catch That's a, what you're doing real life fishing down absolutely yeah <laughs> all we do is sit there and press a <laughs> Um, and then, you know, catching the monster, you run up to it and press A, and then you've caught it. So it's not like Pokemon scenario. But then, the you know, there's, there's monsters wandering uh, the environment. You walk around, you see them, and uh, when you meet them, you go into, like, a turn-based mode, a bit like Dragon Quest and stuff, where your party take turns to attack the monsters and so on. So it's nothing that you haven't seen before, but I am quite enjoying it maybe because i just haven't played in a game like that for a while mm. and it's not too you know you're not bombarded with stuff it's not too complicated like it's it's quite easy to get into it's quite accessible so if it, if it does anything to change it up it'll be good but i've got a feeling it's going to sit quite steady throughout um so yeah we'll see we'll see how it how it pans out okay good um the last game i'm going to talk about really briefly is... can, I, can i ask you a question sorry yeah, as long as it's quick it, it will be quick um, so, from what you were saying, Darren, you're playing a game within a game. Is that right? Yes. So you play so is the, is as it... you play as characters, yeah. and then those characters start playing the fictional MMORPG. And, and is the rest of the game. game? So the rest of the game is then inside this fictional MMORPG. Is it? So far, but I've not finished it. But yeah, so far it is. It's just the beginning. That's in like the the, the real world, if you like. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Good, good. Can we clear that up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're sleeping. I've never tonight, heard. Darren. I've never heard of the podcast post getting so dirty when people want to actually talk. I don't, <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let me. Uh, I thought it was going to be something different. I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to listen to your question very very carefully now for your next bit so i can come up with a suitable question for you Good. gareth oh what am i going to talk about let's talk about um let's talk about a painted tale quran 1950 um i don't think the review's up yet um i think I, yeah no it isn't um it's, it's like the editor's been right. on holiday <laughs> I can't remember why I was giving it, but I liked it a lot. It's a it's a game, it's a true st- it's what happened in Quran in nineteen fifty or nineteen forty nine. It was this little village on north of Italy and it had a lot of um it was on the border of Austria. So it had a lot of German speakers there, so it's kind of like a little bit separated. It was this little small village and the Italian authorities, because they needed power, um flooded the village. Um and and so it became a dam, so it could use it for a power thing. So the people who lived there had maybe, I think it was like six months to kind of get get out, and they were sort of rehoused somewhere. But it was 
awful weathery house in almost like um, concrete iron kind of like places. It wasn't a, a sort of happy story. So, and at the moment you can go to that place and you can see the um, the, yeah, the the lake, but also you just see the tower, the church steeple tower sticking out of the lake. And that's where this game starts. You're set in the modern day, you're a painter and you're painting this uh, lake with a tower and then you see some strange lights and then you investigate and then you go back in time to 1949 and then you're in the village itself just before it's about to be flooded and then you go on a sort of like RPG, no not RPG, a little adventure where you go and do tasks and you talk to people and then you, you get involved in this kind of real life story and at the same time the game developers put in real facts you know as secrets you can find sort of like artifacts or paintings or or true story and it's the style of it is like um, um, what do they call that kind of uh, retro style but it's like super retro it's, it's like upgraded oh, I can't remember what it's called um, pixel pixel art but super pixel anyways pixel art um, it looks great it's really in a good style I really like the story it's a nice little short two to three hour thing um, I like the fact that it was a real story, something I never heard of. Apparently, there's a Netflix series, like a supernatural thing, about this as well. Um, and if you, you want to invest it, down the Netflix series. I haven't. I think I've done it now in the game. I thought, no, I like this. I've done it now. It's really good. It's a really lovely little game. I really enjoyed it. I can't remember what I gave it. It was such a long time ago. Um, <laughs> oh, burn. How much longer this podcast been on for? Um, yeah, so it's good. It's really worth having a little good. Any questions? Um, if <laughs> you don't, yeah, I've got a question. Um, if you don't particularly like Italians or Germans, would you like this game? <laughs> it's, it's not for you, Paul. Or painting. Or painting, yeah. None of it's for you, Paul. No, the lake thing I can get beside. I, yeah. I'd enjoy that. But, yeah. you know, the painting and stuff... Yeah. It's not for you, Paul. It's, it's, it's a Gareth game, is yeah. it? Well, it's just anyone else apart from you. It hasn't got any oh. guns in it or aliens. <laughs> uh, which is the key. Rubbish. Rubbish, then. Uh, right, let's move on. We've done games. Let's talk about, um, very quickly, Annapurna Showcase, which was last week, which we just the day after when we finished the podcast. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, let, just, let's. Let's just pick one game we like the look of each. And, yeah, let's just pick one. If you oh, want to can we just one. pick one game? <laughs> one game. Oh, it's, it's a good job you said one game because that was about all I took from that. Oh, oh be Honestly, so they, were, they were dreadful. Oh, dreadful. Oh. Unbelievable. I, I, no, Darren, let's talk, start with you because you've got you're the more intelligent out of these. <laughs> Thank you, Gareth. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your... Uh, <laughs> appreciate oh, do you want to uh, leave with me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> um, well, I genuinely thought it was another strong showing because I thought it was one of the strongest showings from last year. When you compare, well, compare it to Capcom and Bandai Namco, and you know, I think it was a lot better, an awful lot better. Um, and I'm struggling to pick one, but you know, I will pick one, and it has to be the Blade Runner, the big reveal at the end. Mm. So it's Annapurna's first game that they're developing themselves because they're a long-running publisher. And it's Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth. So it's set in between the original film and the Dennis Villeneuve film. Um, so I believe it's in something called like the, the blackout era in the timeline. Um, and essentially, uh, I think you play as like a, 
um, Los Angeles Police Department um, cop who, um, you know, you, you kind of coax back for one last job. And I think details are bright, right? Scarce, but it, I thought it looked brilliant. I know it's only a quick trailer, but it's, you know, anything in that type of scenario, I'm all for. I love that type of kind of neo sci-fi setting. So, um, and it's, you know, the, the, the director is um, Chelsea Hash, who worked on What Remains of Edith Finch and uh, Solar Ash as well. So it's got some good talent behind it. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. Brilliant. That's why I went with Darren first. Thank you, Darren. That's a great answer. Okay. Yeah. Beautifully. Um, Paul, what was your one? <laughs> well, I'm going to invite you, Gareth, to see if you can guess which game Ooh. I thought looked okay. Um, I was oh, going to do this to I me. I was going to guess my game, but let me have a think. Um, I reckon it's... Oh, I don't know. It's definitely not that. It's not that. Well, I'll give you a clue. There was only one game that featured anything resembling a gun. Oh, was it Bounty Star? It. it was. Yeah. Bounty was it Star? Yes. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, yeah, the Bounty Star one, um, which I thought looked quite good. Um, it is obviously jumping in a giant robot and going, bringing peace to the frontier and stuff. Um, so, yeah, a bit of action in the middle of a sea of mediocrity, which was the rest of the, the showcase. Honestly, wow. do you not think the games that they showed were just like, what are you showing me this for? I don't want to take photographs. <laughs> I don't play on an Xbox to take a photograph of a field. What is wrong with these people? It's because you're used to guns and aliens and fishing. No, it's, it's <laughs> not. Who wants to do No, exactly. Who, who in their right mind would go, I'm going to go onto my Xbox now and I'm going to take a photograph of something rather than thinking, I'll take my camera, I'll walk out the front door and take a photograph of the real thing. Yeah, oh, me. Have you ever played a game called Pokemon Snap? Uh, no. Oh, well, it's lost on you, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of Pokemon Snap, but I have never played it personally. Um, but anyway, no, the, but the rest of the games were... I, I sat there watching it thinking... This is a Gareth game. This is a Gareth game. This is a Gareth game. Oh, guns. This is a Gareth game. <laughs> I think you've just... I think <laughs> to be, to be fair, though, Anna Turner do do a lot of Gareth games. Mm. They really do. It's very like good he's some sort of very good at them. What am I reviewing? Yeah. I think I'm reviewing one of those at the moment. I can't remember. Neil, what was your one? Um, well, I didn't watch it, obviously, <laughs> because I didn't watch any of them. I was just excited to see Stray come to Xbox. I've played it on PlayStation. Yeah. I thought it was all yeah. right. I enjoyed it. I didn't want any more of it, but it was good. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll probably play it again, actually, on Xbox. Mm, I think um, I'll play it again. There's that one. And what was, was it? Cocoon? That's yeah, that looks good. No, that's good. That looks yeah. good. That's from, that's from the Limbo people, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. It's one of those, I think. Yeah, that looks very good. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I don't really watch presentations um, just because I don't want to. Fair, fair enough. I, 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 I like that. So you can't make me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a, a life choice. That's what you do. You just don't watch them. Um, but no, Anna Turner makes some, some really good games. So yeah. I would, I'm going with Darren's of um, this was the best showcase of the last two weeks. Oh, there we go. There we go. Good. Um, 
We're going to go now through the... What game um, did you want? Oh, I, I, the photography one, of course. All of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I like the ones that I Blade Runner again. I think Blade Runner and Concurry were my favourite. But I like, I like the idea of the photography one. Engine 5 kind of thing. It's good. Um, we're going to go through the games of July. That We've got an article up where we do everything. It's the start of the month. And we have our top 10 Xbox and Game Pass games of July. We're going to talk through some of them quite quickly, some of them quite slowly. Um, what we liked. We talked about Guilt is one of them, um, which I've talked about. My reviews out at the moment. Um, it's definitely worth a go. Let's talk about the next one, which is The Valiant, which is coming out. When is that Valiant coming out? Is it uh, It's coming out on the 11th or the 12th. 12th. Um, yeah, yeah it, it looks quite good, I think, hopefully. It uh, does look quite good. I can actually talk about that a little bit. Please, it's been my, uh, I, I may be looking at that for not review. Too um, not too much. Um, <laughs> it, look, it looks good. There you go. What That's is it? it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Can... I can't say anymore. Oh, I, I can tell you everything about the Valiant. It's a real-time strategy game. Um, it's like the Crusades, and you kind of just get kid at things, don't you? So, there we go. Yeah. yeah okay. Pretty much. There you Brilliant. go. Very good. Yeah. Um, the other one, um, <laughs> bloody Exo Primal. Yes. Tell the... Oh my Woo! God. I can't believe oh, this is one for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, has it got guns and aliens in? Well, no, no it's, it's got guns much. and dinosaurs in. So, Personal. yeah, I'm all I'm all over Exo Primal. Um, I'm really hoping to uh, get some quality time with that game very soon. Um, it launches on the 14th, is it? Yeah. Who's reviewing this? Game Pass as well. We don't, don't know yet. We haven't had a we haven't had a notification yet. I have. <laughs> I have made representations behind the scenes, one, let's put it that way. One of the Xbox Hub team um, did a very nice article a couple of months ago about um, his time with the, I think it was a beta or a post it was the beta, yeah. like that. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but um, right. I guess he's probably... I, hang on, it, it was that, it was that re- really good writer. Paul Renshaw, was it? Oh, yeah, that, that that's oh. it. Yeah, that's him. Can't yeah. have been. He ran top fishing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I wrote that fishing article. Like, that. Uh, well, I don't. I get all these little stupid games. Excel anyway. Primer is a kind of game if you ask an eight-year-old, what's your best ex- what would your perfect <laughs> video game be? And they go, uh, well, it's got guns and it's got dinosaurs. <laughs> and it, yeah, that would be the that would be it. But I'm sure it's it real. I failed to see why, what, anything, you know, I can't even think you're being sarcastic there, Gareth. That is, this is going to be a triumph. Yeah, good. Um, and I yes. want you to come and help me play I'm it in multiplayer. Help. I can't do that. Um, of course you can. Um, Paul, Thanks, Rich, Neil, you're the Neil best. Um, let's talk about the next one. Remnant 2. This does look good, doesn't it? I did enjoy mm. the first Remnant. Um, we had a lot of good things about it. Um, that's coming, I think it's right at the end of the month, isn't it? Maybe the 20th, 21st, around that area. Maybe I'm wrong, 24th, around that day. Um, it, we saw a bit of this in one of the showcases. I think it might have been the PlayStation showcase. Right? Um, it looks great. It's, it's, you know, people always said for the first one, it's Dark Souls with guns. I think mm-hmm. maybe it's a bit more than that. I think it's kind of interesting. And the good thing about this is up to four people. Um, I'd play this one with you, Paul. Oh, cool. I'll, if you get the review code, let me know and we'll, we'll give it a try. God, I won't be reviewing so, it. Jesus Christ. Of course, Did of course you would. review the first one, Paul? Uh, no, I think it was Richard, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Richard? Yeah, it might have been, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I'd helped him play some of the DLC, I think. But yeah, it was very good. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, it does look I'm looking good. forward to the second one. Um, next one on our list is the Expanse of Telltale series. Now, I'm looking forward to this. This that's quite interesting. It's um, it's great to have Telltale back in uh, in doing what they do. Um, has anyone seen the Expanse series? No, no, no. <laughs> tough crowd. Sorry, uh, it's very good. It means, have you seen it? I've seen it. I've seen. I've not seen all of it. I've seen a couple of seasons. It's it's a really good. It's kind of gritty well, sci-fi. It's really good. I've just not got around to do the other bits. Um, it's really good. It's kind of like the mechanics of, you know, being in space. There's no aliens or anything. It's about uh, colonies being in space. It's it's great. It's great. And it's good to see it expand. So it'd be good to see um, see what they do, come back to their best. Um, yeah, and that's coming out at the end of the month as well, isn't it? Tough crowd. Tough crowd. I like the Telltale uh, game, but I don't yes. know much about it. So, yeah, I'm yeah, quite yeah. looking forward to that. Good. It'll um, be interesting <laughs> to see if they do anything new now that they've come back mm. or if they just carry on what they were doing, what, a decade ago? Yeah. A bit longer, wasn't it, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. yeah. It's, it's been a while. I mean, my favourite one of theirs was uh, The Wolf Among Us. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, there's a sequel yeah. coming, isn't there? At some yeah. point. Next year, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next one is that. Oh my! What's this? Double Dragon, Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. Game about dragons. What? Do anyone know about this? Right? Double, well, double, double Dragons, a famous sort of side-scrolling beat 'em up, isn't it? Yeah. Is it in that series? Oh. I think it is. Um, who, who likes to look at this? Who could talk about this? Paul does. Um, I, I've, I've not seen anything about it, so I can't talk much. But yeah, I'm all about a side-scrolling beat-em-up. I mean, Streets of Rage 4 was a very good game, um, which is completely nothing to do with Double Dragon. So I don't know why I even mentioned it. But um, yeah, if it's going to go back to... I mean, it was famous on the old uh, Mega Drive, wasn't it? Streets of Rage, and uh, not Streets of Rage. Sorry, Double Dragon. So, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just rambling here. It's so, good, Paul. Yeah, I like I'll, it. I'll, I'll just, keep filling, fella. just keep it's filling, Just keep filling time. Um, go, go sideways and hit things. Good. Um, there's 13 <laughs> characters play. You tag team moments. <laughs> if you like all that stuff. Um, Absolutely. I'm all for a tag team, Gareth. This is more for Neil. <laughs> Formula One manager 2023. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's yeah, coming. I'll play it. Yeah, tell us about it, Neil. What do you know about it? Um, I reviewed last year's one, F1 Manager 2022, and it was, um, well, very nerdy. <laughs> For about the, the sixth game today. Yeah, it's, it's as you would expect. It's managing the F1 season um, with all the stats and figures that you could ever want. Um, it, was, it was okay. It wasn't as good as actually driving the cars or anything like that. There were some dodgy bits, but it was the first one in the series, so kind of let them off. Uh, this one should be better, I guess. That's you know, when in, in, in Formula One, there's always some kind of like scandal or something, or something yeah. happens with one of the drivers, or there's something that happens with one of the teams. Does that ever appear in one of these games? Or? Um, well, there is a story that you play through and stuff, um, but not scandal as such. Well, so you can't so. do underhanded I've, I've been, things with the arrow or anything like they do. I've, I've been life. watching that one since, 
I've been watching F1 since 1985, and every single year something comes up. <laughs> so it's just kind of standard stuff now. But yeah. I think with with how Netflix um, portrayed the whole kind of F1 circus and the bosses came to the scene uh, in Drive to Survive, everybody wants to be, so Wolf, everybody wants to be Christian Horner. Um, so there's obviously a space for this. And it, and, it, and it does make sense. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. It's coming out this month. And the next one is Rise of the Triad. I'm not, I don't, it's a first person shooter game, isn't it? This one. I've not heard anything about this. Anyone else know anything about this? It's not for you, Gareth, if it's a first person shooter, is it? <laughs> I'm good at Mr. First person shooters. Um, it's more in the style of Duke Nukem, Doom, and those kind of games. It looks quite fun. Big guns and. Yeah. yeah. Does look good. Yeah. Um, that's coming out this month. That's quite good. It's a little surprise. Um, that was the least convincing thing I've ever heard. Well, none of these yeah, games are Big guns, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Darren, I'm going to say one thing about any of these games. Darren's not said a word. He's just like crying into his, into his, Listen, into his I cup. I think we found on this podcast that there's a very distinct line between games me and Gareth like, <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. So we've got boring games versus games with a bit of action in so um, you decide which which way around that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mr. God, yeah. Next one, Mr. Run and Jump. Uh this is like this is good. It's like a little oh, I'm saying is it's like a it's a day glow version of N plus. Oh that's hard, isn't that game? God. So it's a very difficult kind of game, speed running like is it like um, Super Meat Boy, that kind of feeling as well? Getting through oh, those. Wow. I don't know, but I don't like the sound of it already. No, that's coming out. Um, and now we've got another game called, which looks really interesting, is Avenba. Um, it's a cooking game. Um, it's, a, it's a tale of an Indian family moved to Canada in the 1980s. Um, I saw a little kind of like, I think um, we saw a little kind of trailer of it. it just It looks great if you like that kind of cooking game. Um, this could be really good, I think. Out yeah. of all the games on that list, except for Exoprimal, I guess. Yeah, this could be like a, a proper under the radar. I'm, I'm going to say it. It could be indie game of the year. Oh, okay. This could be that good. Yeah, there we go. That's your game. I'm going to have to disagree with you there because I, I think indie game of the year so far, well, so far, has got to be Benedict Fox. Um, I'm not sure a cooking game can knock Ben Fox off. Planet Alana. Definitely Planet Alana. It's very good. Um, but good shout. Um, that's our top 10 Xbox and Game Pass for you. should be playing in July. Have a look at the article on the site, which will give you all the trailers and, and, and a bit watch more information. the video on the YouTube channel. Yeah. There we go. I must play that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, what are we looking forward to next week? Um, for our for our fans, have, have we run out? Have we run out of time? Yeah, we've run out of time. It's definitely run out of time. Oh, yeah. Good. I think we've got uh, at least another ten minutes. Well, uh, you know, we had all that stuff that we were going to cover. All the research that I've done. I tell you what, Tall yeah. that bloody long article about you, whatever you were talking about at the beginning. Carver, no, it wasn't Carveries. It was Carveries. <laughs> And then yeah, we went. I told you you shouldn't have talked about the Carvery, Darren. I, Nobody I cares about Carvery. Five Carvery. You've me of the opportunity. Honestly. We've had 15 the minutes Carveries. on the Tour de France, 10 minutes on the Formula One manager racing. It's cars. 
Now I'm it's almost about... like Neil comes on and takes over, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know. Really. It's mad, isn't it? That's why I'm only here every six months. Uh, yeah, he lets me on. Um, Darren, what are you looking forward to next week? We're going somewhere special. It's, it's skipped over um, me, no? Uh, <laughs> I'll put you on mute. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> next week, we are finally going to see Peter Kay uh, in Nottingham. Tickets that took me two hours and lots and lots of swear words to buy online, but managed it. So very much looking forward to that, that it's finally come round. Brilliant. Um, what about you, Paul? Um, well, I'm going to, in a sort of minor health update, as I know the, the listener likes Ooh, to yeah. hear about it, sure. um, I've got to go to the hospital tomorrow morning and have x-rays on both my shoulders because now they're all broken again. So, yeah, there we go. So What's I've, happening to your shoulders? Why is your shoulders well, back? The, the last time I had a shoulder, the, the, it had calcified tendons, it's oh, called, basically. God. So they, you have an injection in it and it eased it off, but it's come back and it's gone to the other shoulder as well. So I'm, I'm planning that all of my tendons are now full of calcium. So I'll be great. So apparently if, if the injections don't work, you have to have surgery and have it squeezed out like a tube of toothpaste, the fella told me last time. So, oh, yeah, that would be that would be great. Um, let's hope well, the injections well, work. Uh, yeah, I, he said it's only keyhole surgery. So, yeah, I imagine so. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully they might numb the area if I'm lucky. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll wait and see with that one. Um, and then other than that, it's just work, work, work in my future at the moment, I'm afraid. Good. Okay. Well, not good. Terrible, terrible week. Terrible. Well, it's the worst week. I know. Oh, we'll, 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 it, it's not. It could be worse. I could have like a tick in my eyeball. You could do. Yeah, so, you, could. <laughs> um, you could do. Um, what about you, Neil? What are you doing? What's your week like? I don't know, really. I'll just wake up in the morning and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. This is uh, this uh, this bit I, of the podcast has gone. I'll be riding my bike. I'll be riding my bike <laughs> every day. I've made a pack to myself. But pack to myself? Can you do that? No. 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 <laughs> promise to myself. Yeah, promise to myself. That'll do. I'm going to ride every day in July. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ride every day in July. And it's currently July, so... Need to ride every day. Have you ridden every day so far? So far, I have. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. It should be easy. Well, well done, Neil. A couple of years ago, I did a year-long streak, which was easy enough. So doing a month should be simple. But well, even on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, I've got an indoor bike as well, Darren. I know, but everyone's yeah, that doesn't count. You're going to bike. Truly, an indoor bike don't count. You've got to be out there know. with the bugs in your teeth and stuff. Uh, it counts. Good. All right. Glad we cleared that up. I'm getting rid of this. Uh, anyway, get rid of, yeah, I'm getting. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing next week. I this is uh, This is the last uh, last time you're going to hear what we're looking forward to next week segment at the end of the podcast. That was the final one. <laughs> after that, after that, showing of shoulder operations, and I don't know if I can get up in bed in the morning. Um, <laughs> Explain to me about Instagram, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. Time. I can't remember. It's time to go. Right, gentlemen, thank you very much. If we need to get hold of you, where do we get hold of you? Neil, where can we get hold of you? Um, I, I am only on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Neil, i free. I've got lots of pictures of bikes. Oh, I thought we said blokes. Bikes, you mean? Yes, bikes. Good. <laughs> well, there's also blokes in Lycra. Ah, that's oh, really that's a very specialised kind of uh, yeah. feed. People pay for that content. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you... Check out the gram. 
Neil Friesen. <laughs> 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 Only fans coming soon. Ram. Yeah. Wow. Um, Darren, where, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and my handle is at 27Darren. Good. And Paul, what about you? I am also on the Twitter and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. Good. <laughs> Excuse me. I think my voice is finally breaking. <laughs> um, go on, Neil. Quick question. I've got to go. Is Twitter working again? That's all I want to know. It's what? Um, Didn't Elon like, limit it? So he's limited it to you can view if you don't want to pay for his blue tick, you can only look at 600 things a day or something. But yes. to be honest, since I follow like 13 people, that's not been an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Facebook are launching a, a, an alternative, aren't they? They are. Apparently, it comes oh, out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, next time we'll be signed on. Our thread handle, yeah. <laughs> thread count is. Yeah. <laughs> we won't be on. I'm next cool, time. This is it. This is the final one. <laughs> we'll be cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Darren's had enough now. Yeah, I'm gone. Um, He's bedtime. Jennifer, thank you very much. Um, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 